0: Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 3,505. Happy Star Wars Podcast Day to you. This is the fourth annual celebration of Star Wars podcasting. It's also celebrating the 25th anniversary of the very first Star Wars podcast. And seeing as how it's a 25th anniversary, it seemed only fitting to continue our series of looks at The Phantom Menace, since it's celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. And we're going to talk about the Trade Federation and some fun facts about its history and why we get to where we do at the beginning of the phantom menace punch it Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. And if I've never explained it, or if you've never heard me <laughs> explain it, the whole 7x7 of the podcast is meant to flag that this is running seven days a week for approximately seven minutes a day. So it's a real, you know, bite-sized thing that you can listen to in the corners of your life for all intents and purposes. And just because it's quick, that doesn't mean that we don't also go deep on some topics that This is a podcast about Star Wars storytelling and about the news that affects Star Wars storytelling. This happens to be, for Star Wars Podcast Day this year, the 25th anniversary of the advent of the very first Star Wars podcast, Jedi Talk. It also happens to be the nine-year, seven-month anniversary of Star Wars 7x7. The show has released an episode every single day since July 7th of 2014. We're coming up on our 10th anniversary on July 7th. Now, this also happens to be, of course, the 25th anniversary of The Phantom Menace. And so once a month, I'm doing a special episode about The Phantom Menace, about some aspect of it. Last month, we talked about the opening crawl of The Phantom Menace, a little bit of history on it. And today, we're gonna talk about the Trade Federation. On a lot of the episodes that we do here on Star Wars 7x7, we will do seven takeaway breakdowns or a top seven lists or things like that. And you know, seven's kind of a big number <laughs> around here. And so today, today, Today we're gonna be doing a seven takeaway situation around the Trade Federation, just what their background is and why they are doing what they're doing in The Phantom Menace. So fun fact number one about the Trade Federation is that they haven't been around for all that long in the span of galactic history. They were founded in 350 BBY, which puts them squarely in High Republic era territory. And just to give you your bearings, if you've been following that mega storytelling initiative, that happens about 30 odd years after the events of phase two of High Republic storytelling. That's the one that goes, you know, earlier in time. Whereas phase one and phase three are a little bit closer to the original trilogy, prequel trilogy era. For a second fun fact, let's talk about how the Republic, and the Trade Federation came to butt heads with each other. So over the course of hundreds of years, the Trade Federation amassed wealth and power and influence and develop their own army and they established areas called free trade zones where if you were a member of the Trade Federation then you could conduct business comparatively cheaply. If you were not a member of the Trade Federation then they would cause you all kinds of problems and charge you all kinds of fees and make your life very difficult. But it's not like if you're a member of the Federation you were getting a free ride because you had to pay to be a member of the Federation too. In the meanwhile the Galactic Republic was trying to stay funded and have do governments stay funded through taxation and so they wanted to tax trade routes that the Trade Federation was trying to establish a monopoly over and that did not make the Trade Federation happy. Now, fun fact number three is about how the Galactic Republic and the Trade Federation tried to resolve their differences. The last time they basically tried to resolve their differences in any sort of peaceful fashion was with this thing called the Ariadu Trade Conference. This took place on Governor Tarkin's home planet, Ariadu, and it didn't go very well. Specifically, there is a quote-unquote radical organization called the Nebula Front that was greatly opposed to giant corporations and governments imposing taxation on people. They were very anti-corporate, anti-government, and they tried to assassinate Chancellor Valorum there, and they managed to kill almost the entirety of the Trade Federation delegation. In fact, the only member of the delegation who survived was, surprise, surprise, Newt Gunray. For a fourth fun fact, we'll talk about Chancellor Valorum and what happened with him as a result of this incident. Turns out that he got a bit of a popularity boost from the Republican general, and he used that political capital to get a proposition passed through the Galactic Senate, Prop 31-814D. I know, it's super exciting, right? This is the law that allowed the Republic to tax these so-called free trade zones that the Trade Federation had up and running. And if you go back to, I think it's Star Wars Insider Magazine 200, there's a... You know, big piece in there about how the Galactic Republic at that time was having potential budget problems, and so passing attacks like this would actually help them in that regard, too. For a fifth fun fact, we'll talk about what happens with the Trade Federation as a result of the fiasco at the Ariadu Trade Conference. Nuke Gunray ascends to the position of Viceroy of the Trade Federation, and the thing that we don't necessarily know the details about officially are... How did he come in contact with Darth Sidious and how did Darth Sidious start to work with the Trade Federation? That has not been told in canon. However, if there's one novel in the Expanded Universe that people tell me over and over again, I should read. It's the novel Plagueis by James Luceno. That tells the story of... Darth Plagueis and Darth Sidious, and how they kind of, you know, worked their way through galactic power channels and whatnot. And in that novel, it details how Sidious, through a combination of bribery and blackmail, basically came to work with the Trade Federation and used them to help further his own galactic conquering plans. Now, our sixth takeaway has to do with how we arrive at the events of the Phantom Menace. So, one of the things that the Trade Federation is known for doing is a blockading plan. Planets that are not cooperating with them. Strong arm tactics to get people to engage in trade contracts that are favorable to the Trade Federation, considering that they have an army of their own at their bidding and the Republic isn't necessarily challenging them in some of these free trade zones, at least not until recently with the passage of this new you know, whatever it is, uh, 31-814D, right? And this is the moment where Sidious, aka Palpatine, sees his plans coming to fruition, where he sees all of the pieces just about falling into place. He has Chancellor Valorum, who you know, had a bit of a bump of popularity, used it to pass this tax law that was going to be unpopular with a very powerful contingent of the galaxy. The Trade Federation is angry and willing to do something about it if only Sidious would give them a helpful suggestion. So why not Naboo? Because the Trade Federation is already having arguments with the planet of Naboo over their exports of plasma. They're looking to strong-arm them with their resources anyway, and of course it works out perfectly for Palpatine because then when Naboo gets blockaded, he's a senator from Naboo. He can use that as his you know sympathy card to then run apologetically... <laughs> as it were, against Chancellor Valorum for the chancellorship. And for a seventh and final fun fact, this gets into the politics of Star Wars. And I know there is a small but boisterous contingent of people out there who like to say that Star Wars isn't political, and it most certainly is. So this comes from The Art of the Phantom Menace, which was written by Jonathan Bresman back in 1999. And talking about the Trade Federation, it says, history is rife with instances wherein moneyed Interests impact the political status quo. An extreme example was the overthrow of Queen Lillikulani of Hawaii. Hopefully I got that pronunciation close to correct. In the 1890s, a group of businessmen, ignoring the orders of President Grover Cleveland, forced the queen to abdicate her throne. They replaced the government with one that would be more sympathetic to their interests. Then it goes on to say, In The Phantom Menace, the Trade Federation, a corporate army of licensed pirates, attempts their own assault on Queen Amidala of the planet Naboo. They hope to force the Queen to surrender her authority so the Trade Federation can gain control of the galactic trade routes. This would increase its fortunes immensely. So that's the kind of background information we dig into from time to time here on Star Wars 7x7, and hopefully the next time you check out The Phantom Menace, I hope the additional knowledge about the background of the Trade Federation will enhance your viewing experience. So that's going to do it for this second in our series of episodes celebrating the 25th anniversary of The Phantom Menace and very cool that we got to line it up with the 25th anniversary of the advent of Star Wars podcasting in general and it really is just such a thrill to be a part of that history now and to share it with you. If you enjoy the show, I hope you'll consider hitting the like button or the subscribe button or the follow button, whatever the app of your choice likes to call it. I hope you'll consider leaving a rating or review on your favorite app. And I hope you'll also consider sharing the show with other Star Wars fans that you know, whether in real life or on social media. And it just remains for me to say, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the show. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 7 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited Other their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7 by 7 We hope you love it. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, click Grainger.com or just stop by. Grainger, for the ones who get it done.